Welcome to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. I'm Sean Finder, and I'm with my host, Ollie Whitfield. This show is brought to you by Autoclose, a vanilla soft company. Ollie, why don't you introduce today's guest, or even better yet, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so um, this might be something that some of the listeners haven't actually had to deal with yet, in, or at least in, um, in the sense that we're going to talk about. So we've all seen a little bit of um, layoffs going around in, in certain circles and markets at the moment. Um, and, you know, hopefully everyone listening to this doesn't have to either get laid off or lay anybody off. That's not what we want to be doing or hearing or having to deal with. But sadly, that is life and that does happen occasionally. So um, I'm just going to say from the offset, we are not the law. We are not the literal legal uh, definition and advice that you should take. But just speaking from a bit of experience, wanted to share a couple of things. So, um, <clears throat> so Sean, tell me what you're thinking. Um, uh, there's a lot of first time founders or people who haven't had to lay off people who might well have to be doing that in the, in the sort of near future in the next few months. What uh, what should be going through their mind? Is there any sort of aside from the formalities, the legal things that they must do for that? That's sort of the obvious things. Is there anything from your experience that they should start thinking about now? Well, I think I think the most important thing people have to realize is that you know this is part of every um, you know downturn in the economy. You know the economy is a a volatile environment, and um, what's happening right now is you're seeing a lot of these VC firms, all these companies go to the um, go to their portfolio and say, you know, get profitable. Um, so how do you get profitable quickly? You either increase your revenue really quick or you decrease your expenses. So a lot of people are laying people off and just leaning out the team. Um, but what this does is for people that are looking, um, because I always say the people that are the most successful are the ones that are actually looking to hire people as the economy is going through these volatile, um, because a lot of people just have fear. Uh, when they have fear, they start to let people go to save and um, get more cash in the bank for a, a longer runway. But I think there's a lot of opportunity now for people to really um, pick and choose where they want to work if you are looking for a job. Uh, a lot of companies that are letting go, there's also a lot of companies that are, are, are looking to hire people. And you know, the one thing I always recommend people do is work for a company that you, you A, have the same values. Um, you, you, you will also enjoy your job because the best kind of job is the one that you wake up every morning to. You pick up your coffee and you drive in and you're excited to be there. So I think there is a lot of opportunity for people that are currently looking um, and, you know, companies that are, are, are laying people off. Um, you know, I think people are just kind of leaning down. And if you are VC backed, you're getting some pressure from the, uh, the higher ups. So, yeah, I mean, there's if you're looking as well, the one thing from the offset, it's kind of hard to do this. And uh, in actual fact, my dad's actually a decent example of it. He um, he's a mailman, right? Or, or we say postman in England. There's always going to have to be mail or letters or something like that. Your Amazon parcels being delivered to your door, some way, somehow or another. There's always going to be a thing, unless in a hundred years there's like flying drones or some weird shit, and that replaces the need for for his job. But uh, in a lot of companies as well, particularly really big ones, there's there's like a few examples starting to come about, especially where like the stocks are all down and that sort of stuff companies that are like really good and did really well for certain reasons and have reached a certain point they're, they're starting to dip really hard if they're not like a very very solid really important company doing a really important thing now, I, I don't mean that in the sense of like social media companies they're really big like facebook and meta they're massive they're, they're not that important in a way they don't really solve like a big life problem but 
you know, there's companies that sell, I think it's Shopify is down quite a bit. And that's, you know, brilliant. The e-commerce platform is massive. There's such an ecosystem around it. But it, there's so many small businesses that are kind of like really odd and don't last that long on it. They're a little bit weird and merchandise and that sort of stuff. So it, it, you sort of got to pick and choose where you're working for the environment, the boss and all that sort of stuff, the work. Also, the company, it's like longevity. Is it? Is this a flash in the pan company? And it is really hard to predict that, but but that that's one thing. And um, I wanted to think about the other side of it. If I'm a manager, leader, CEO, like mid-level manager, VP, whatever it is, maybe this might be the first time I have to do laying off any of my headcount. I really don't want to do it, but it's just going to have to happen at some point. What what, what would be a, like a worst case scenario to avoid? So we've all seen the video of the better.com CEO laying off hundreds of people by Zoom and they're all on mute and they can't talk. And, uh, and then they all go crazy and demolish him on social media. That's obviously the case point. Don't do that. Anything else coming to mind? Like don't do this on, on your first time round. Don't make that mistake. Well, I think the one thing you have to realize is, you know, Everyone is in a unique situation. A lot of people have families, kids, you know, and as the economy is going down, inflation is going up, Fed's raising rates. Um, you have to be cognizant of, of the people that you are laying off. Um, so what I always, you know, look for is the companies that if, if they are laying off, you know, are you giving them at least, you know, a 60-day health plan after they leave the company? Um, but the one thing you want to do is you want to, you want to make them feel that, A, you know, if it, if it is the case that they weren't they weren't let go because it was a performance, but it's simply because of the economy, you know, don't do it over a Zoom call. Don't do it over email. Don't do it over Slack, Microsoft Teams. Like get on the call um, and speak to them. Um, because the one thing I've learned in the past, you know, hiring, firing, letting go, quitting is you want to build a personal relationship with everyone that works at your company. You don't want to only have a business relationship because everyone is a person. So I would say, be professional, um, get them a call, you know, thank them. Um, you know, even I've seen people do this is, you know, post on your LinkedIn. If you are letting go post and, 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 you know, and praise some of the people that are good that you have to let go just because of the, you know, the economic times we're in um, and try and help them get another role or, you know, let them know, Hey, you know, we have to let you go for this, but, you know, use me as a referral, use me as a reference. So I think you could do a lot of things as a leader um, because at the end of the day, as I said, Everyone is an individual. Everyone has their own story. You don't know what is going on on the back end of that person. You know, could be have someone ill in their family. They could have kids. They could have a wife. They could have a wife that just lost their job. They could have mortgages. You know, there's different things you have to take into into consideration. Um, but the key is to to if you are going to let someone go, you know, leave with dignity, um, and don't just do it abruptly over a Zoom call like some. CEOs have done in the past. Yeah, and look to play the counter argument to it. Although I hope not very, not very many people are thinking this, anyways. If you've got to let someone go, obviously it's the worst case scenario. You have to do it. When you're doing that, there's a little bit of um, you're going to have to anticipate their reaction being at worst, you know, terrible, and at best, not too bad. Like it's never going to go that good, really. They're not going to like give you a high five, uh, or maybe there'll be someone who's very, very understanding, but uh, but that would probably be fairly rare it's not great news especially if they've got like you said some of those situations going on at the worst case i think you have to be prepared to just back off and, and accept yep yeah, like they're going to be upset and all that kind of stuff and you you're going to have to deal with that hopefully not too many people are like that and that i hope you can sort of whittle that number down in how you deliver that information to them and how you deal with them 
But like you said as well, I think I've seen this a fair few times. When a boss has got to let go a few people, and especially if they, they really believe that they're very talented and, and have a good career ahead of them, I've seen that LinkedIn post of just admitting that the actual truth of I've been, you know, we've, this has happened. We've got to let people go. I saw this during COVID a lot. Uh, here are the seven people on my team. They're extremely talented at A, B, and C, and they're sending messages in the back end. All that kind of stuff is happening. And you might think that does sound like quite a, a, like a lot of work. I, don't, I haven't had people do that for me when I've been let go, when I left jobs or anything. But I think of the fast forward, like in the future, that person might outrank you and do you a favor. They might end up being a customer at some point. They might end up being a partner or, you know, something like that, which if you treated them like crap, then you ain't getting anywhere with them. It's sort of like the karma thing. I know it might sound like uh, not very many people would see it that way, but some do. It's, it can be very clean cut, as, as we said as well. There's a, a lot of the time these things are done by like a mass Zoom call if it's a lot of people or it's a HR team email and you're just left scratching your head and annoyed about it. So if you can do the decency to do it the best way and sort of do any after service that you can, then I think it pays massive dividends for you. And as a CEO, one thing I would I would, I would definitely uh, make you consider is, you know, sometimes they, they, people just get scared. You know, they, they start freaking out when something like this happens in the economy. Whereas, you know, if you in your head don't think this is going to happen, things are going to change in the next year or two, then, you know, making the move of, of leaning down. But if this is something that might be just a three to six month thing, you know, try and get through it. Um, but on the other side, if you are looking, I, I know one of the best times to hire people is, is kind of through downturns like this when people start letting good people go. So if you are looking to hire and looking to expand it, now's a great time to start looking. There's a lot of good talent out there because of um, all these companies letting go that you might be able to get someone that will really help your organization. Because as I said, you know, the, the market, the economy, it, it's resilient. It's always come back. We had 2008, we came back. We've had it in the 1990s. It's always coming back. Um, we had the pandemic. It came back. You know, now we're having you know this whole stagflation, inflation, you know, mortgage and um, interest rates and everything. You know, it's going to come back. We're 18 months away, a year away. It might be six months. Nobody knows, but it will come back. So you know, the one thing you can do is if your company can stay afloat and keep your people, um, you know, profits might be shrunk over that over the short term, but long term, as you have that good team. You'll, you know, you'll, your business will be right back to normal. So um, it is a catch-22 um, because you want to look at both both sides of the spectrum. Um, you can, A, get good talent, and B, you can lean down, but you obviously want to be cognizant of um, of the people that and, and sympathize to those people that are losing their jobs. So help me understand something. Um, I've, I've not had to lay anybody off. Hopefully I never have to, but that might well happen in my life. That probably will. Um, where do you start looking if you know that it's sort of writing on the wall you've got to do something so i've seen a few times um that certain companies they've started to lay off 10 percent of their developers right that's just the the chosen uh, department they looked at either either first or that was what needed to happen oftentimes like in uh i think it was 2008 uh marketers were pretty heavily cold like budgets were cut down to the teeth that sort of stuff i think that's fairly common like in any downturn that's sort of the one expendable but nightmare thing because when you cut a marketer you have to pick it back up and they've got a lot of uphill work to do to pick it back up so it's catch 22 Salespeople again is kind of difficult like the bottom bottom half maybe they're they're in the firing line because you still need salespeople to bring in the deals but if, if they're not doing amazing then they're questionable where and how do you actually like 
come to that decision? Because sometimes it's multiple departments, sometimes it's just a percentile of performance or salary structure, all those kinds of things. How do you actually come up with this is the plan? So what most people do is they'll look at each department and you know try and shrink the department. So the bigger companies, and these are Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, is typically what they do is they try and get rid of the people with the most experience. Why? Because those are the, the most costly. For example, say, Ollie, you and I both worked at a big, large company for 20 years. You 20 years, me five years. And say we're both um, director of sales, okay? You've been there 20 years, I've been five years. You're probably making a lot more money because you get your cost of living increase every year. But we're doing the same job. It's the same thing as like an accountant. You know, why do accountants have such turnovers? Because once the accountant gets so good that they start making a lot of money, I just hired an accountant out of school that can do the exact same thing. So they start getting rid of those, those higher salaries that are kind of, you know, they've been they've been there forever, but they've also have people that came out of school or a junior that can probably take over that position for half the price. And I think it's a lot of that. I mean, a lot of things. Like I look at our company, I look at Vanillasoft, you know, we've we've leaned down our sales team a little bit, but about our revenues increase. So I think the number one department you're going to look at, you're not usually going to, you know, take away developers, but you're going to look at those sales team, the ones that aren't producing. Because when you're trying to grow, you know, you're, you're hiring more salespeople because most people's way of thinking is hire more salespeople, the company gets more sales, which isn't really the case. Because sometimes, you know, you have a big pie and if you just divide it by six, eight, 10, it's still one big pie. A lot of leaders think if I have salespeople, you know, I hire five, five, five salespeople each doing a million, we're making 5 million, I only hire 10, we're going to do 10 million. It's not really the case. So I think most people go to sales or they go to the experienced people that are making, you know, a lot of money and been around for a lot and that they can they can replace for you know half the salary i've always seen it be salespeople primarily because to be a salesperson it's like a it's a difficult job you know that your tenure could potentially be not that long so you're kind of compensated like your base is normally mo- like more than most other people in the company unless there's very senior people that's normally one so just pound for pound dollar for dollar that's one I know marketers get pretty heavily cut because they're spending cash on stuff like ads and all these kinds of things. So as long as like the website is functional and the, the foundational stuff, like that's normally fairly heavily hit. More likely the budget is hit than people in, in some cases or tooling if you have to, but but that's one. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, marketing wise, you know, what do you do? You, you stop going to as many conferences. Instead of eight, you go to four. What do you do instead of spending $100,000 on Facebook ads, you spend $50,000. So you do those cut cost, those, those, um, those cost savings. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, with all the money that these VCs are pouring into companies <clears throat> and all these companies that are still not profitable, you, you got you to gotta, you gotta lower your costs. And the only way to lower your costs is going to these people that aren't performing salespeople and, and other parts of the organization. But um, if you're hiring sales and sales and you're still not profitable, um, you know, you have to lean down. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, well, uh, yeah, just like worth saying again, we're not uh, we're not legal experts in layoffs and all that kind of stuff. So don't uh, don't take our word for all, any of the technicalities, the times of you know how much time you got to give people and the healthcare's and all that stuff. There's plenty of resources, much more factual than that, than our chat here about it. But yeah, just I just thought you know there's going to be a lot of people who are thinking, oh god, I really hope that that's not going to be me or us and yep. it, it's our first time and uh, and and it's one of those things once you've done it once it's probably horrible and you dread doing it every single time but it's still that first time is the worst so 
thought we'd have a chat about it today. Well, I want to uh, thank everyone for joining us today. Um, Another great episode with Ollie and I. Um, And also, thank you for everybody listening from all around the world. You are the reason why we've built this show. Hopefully, you guys are getting value from it. If you did enjoy the show, uh, don't forget to give us a five-star view wherever you're listening from and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode we post. Thanks again, guys, and uh, see you soon.